It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. G'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. Happy 2023. I've been really enjoying our Happy Families Podcast Summer Series, especially as we've dived back through all of our old summits and pulled out a whole lot of really valuable conversations with loads of experts talking about all the different things that we can do to make our families happier and to raise resilient, strong kids. Madonna King joined me for a really important discussion as part of the Miss Connection Summit. You can find the Miss Connection Summit, by the way, at happyfamilies.com.au if you're raising a tween or teen girl. A load of experts to give you heaps of fabulous advice for how to raise them well. But in our conversation, I asked Madonna specifically about daddy-daughter time. And, and I wanted to know, talking about the relationship between dad and daughter, I wanted to talk about the, the good news about when dad is involved, what happens in terms of his daughter thriving. For the dads listening, that idea of creating memories around activity and sport is a wonderful example. An afternoon walk, a Sunday afternoon bike ride was just stood out. Almost 100% of girls who played a sport their dad was interested in had this beautiful relationship. Another one was brought up to me by a school principal, a male school principal in New South Wales, and he said he'd studied the bond between fathers and daughters in the playground and he saw that those dads who kept quite a in-your-face physical relationship with their daughters, hugged them, kissed them goodbye, held their hand, touched their shoulder, actually got through that tricky adolescent so much better. Uh, And my last thing about that bond is girls. When I asked 1,300 girls about their relationship with dad, one thing that really stood out to me around that age of maybe 13 to 16 is how dad deals with his daughter's developing opinions. So, you know, you know from your work that a a dad can just lift a daughter's self-belief in herself, give her confidence, teach her to prosecute an argument with clarity and conviction and all those things, but he can just crush her self-confidence in one sentence. And that's when she presents her opinion. And it might be an opinion she decided at lunchtime at school today. She might even be baiting her dad. But if he puts her down, not her opinion, she just stops talking. She stops telling him what she thinks. She goes to school the next day and she says, he doesn't understand me. They're so hard in their judgment. But I think my advice around that, given to me by wonderful people like yourself and other experts, is that... Um, our dads should feel proud that our daughters are trusting them or testing their intellectual rigour with their dad and they can take apart the argument but never their daughter. One principal said to me, dads have got to remember they're only ever a dad in the lounge room, never a QC. I think that's very good advice. Um, And, you know, you and I might support Labor or Liberal or the Greens or whatever over because for 20 years we've seen things happen. Our daughters are just developing their opinions and they, they want to know whether they work or not. And I think a dad's role in not just dismissing his daughter over an opinion, particularly on issues like same-sex marriage or refugees or, or things that can be tricky for families is a really important thing. So there are probably about four or five things, Madonna, that I want to pull out of what you've just said. And this is one of the great things about talking with somebody 
like you with all this knowledge and, and so many conversations that you've had, so much research that you've done. First of all, I think anyone who's listened to what you've just said will be inspired to go and do something this weekend with their tween or teen daughter. Like just any mum or dad, any carer is going to be like, yeah, they need that time. And I, and I love that you said that. In fact, you've made me want to go and book a campsite or something just to, and I also love the low barriers to entry. Like I know you mentioned a few things like horse riding, which well, that's a pretty high barrier to entry. We're probably not going to go and do that on the weekend, but you can go for a walk, you can go for a bike ride, you can go camping, just those really simple things. Really, really yeah. just um, one um, one dad and his daughter loved ACDC, so they started a scrapbook of just ACDC things. And three years later, they got on a plane from Perth and flew to Sydney together, just dad and daughter. And, you know, they'd play the music too loud and mum would get cranky, but it was something that built memories between the two of them. So stamp collecting is, is a bit old-fashioned maybe, but things like that where their memories, you know, you said mums too, and that's right. But, you know, I will always remember the day my daughter and I went and bought her semi-formal dress because often we do that mum and daughter. And I think dads sometimes have to look for those memory-creating opportunities. Mm, yeah, I, I'm just thinking of we, we do a lot of dancing in the kitchen with the music up really loud and uh, we've, we've got a song. It's a Chris Isaac song called Blue Hotel. Yes. And that's just, that's our song. And no, I want to hear it. Sing a few bars. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blue Hotel. No, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, it's, but it's a, it's a great song. And the kids know as soon as I put that song on, yeah. we're going to have a great night because there's going to be dancing in the kitchen. They all line up and I swing them around and I bounce up and down. And I'm talking about all of them up to my 20-something-year-old who's married. When that song comes on, we we know we're going to have a party. Uh, so so that's just, I, I love the idea of just having that time. The next thing that you mentioned was the importance of sport. Mm. And while again, not every parent is going to be into sport, not every child is going to be into sport. Uh, there is a, once again, something remarkable that happens when you're willing to sit on the sideline of a netball court on a cold winter's morning <laughs> and cheer for your daughter. I think that's exactly right. And you're right. Like my daughters aren't sporty. And when I found this research, I came home to my husband and I said, look, we've got to find, you've got to find something to do with them. And so with one, he started doing, you know, the park run, but they walk it each Saturday. And with the other, he started Pilates. And this shows it works. Three weeks after the two of them, they go every Monday night to Pilates. And three weeks after they started, I turned to my then 16-year-old and I said, Maddie, so what's the goss? What happened at Pilates? I saw her turn to my husband, wink and say, sorry, mum, but what goes on at Pilates stays at Pilates. And I think it's the idea girls think, well, dad's willing to have me as his partner in this. It, I think it helps that it's physical activity, that it's actually I think they want to talk to mum sometimes more and we might get to that, but I think they like I said to girls, what do you want to do with dad? And overwhelmingly, whether they're 6 or 18, it's do things. I want dad to play with me more. I want dad to swim with me, to go on the trampoline with me. A 17-year-old said, more than anything, I want to walk Kokoda Trail with my dad. And so it changes, but Almost 100% of them who had a dad in their life wanted to do something physical with them. 
And I think, you know, kids don't lie. So many kids, 1,300 girls saying that there's something that we can learn from, isn't there? Well, I'm at a junction here where I want to go in two different ways with our conversation. So I'm going to come back to the active life idea in a, in a moment. But first, I want to get all sciencey with you. Mm. When we look at the scientific evidence, whether it's neurological, whether it's uh, psychological, emotional, when we look at the data about children and academics or their social life, what did you find as you were researching that the data showed happens to girls whose dads, whether dad's living at home with them or not, when dad is involved in their lives, what were the general findings in terms of tween and teen girls' life outcomes? I think they were just more open. And I'll say here, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an educator. I'm a journalist. And what I do is go and interview people, 1,300 girls and 400 dads in this case. And I think um, it... You know, when our girls are little, they're, this sounds terribly sexist, but many dads see them as their little princess, their little buddy, you know, whether they're helping them in the garage or sitting on their knee watching the wiggles. It's this really lovely bond and it's really um, challenged, a bit like an elastic band around the time of 10, 11 and 12 when girls see that dad, that other families have different rules, that other girls have different dads who have different roles in their lives. And for the first time, dad is no longer this big superhero. He's vulnerable. He can get the decision wrong. He can give them the wrong pocket money. He can say the wrong thing. And poor old dads, who I think the community just needs to rethink the role of dads more broadly. But dads often to help their daughter, maybe to make it more comfortable for themselves in some cases, take a step back and I think if they do around that age it's really hard I found in the research I did for them at 15 and 16 to develop that close bond and so I think girls who have dad constantly in their lives happily will say dad I'm out of tampons can you get put it on the grocery list or dad I've got I've got period pain would you go to the chemist for me you know and dad wrapped around the finger will get in the car and go but what a delight delightful, delightful relationship, but also how lovely for our girls that they get dad's take on things. You know, Justin, I ask girls to nominate the five adjectives they love most about their dad. And there were five adjectives that came up hundreds of times, not not dozens of times. And they were, they love that they are rational, hardworking, successful, organised and calm. Now, that doesn't mean that mum's not, but hundreds and hundreds of girls told me rational, hardworking, successful, organised and calm were the attributes in dad that they loved. And so I think if our daughters have access to that, they are going to be able to think more rationally. They're going to maybe be calmer if dad can role model that. They're going to grow up being able to talk to boys as well as girls. Their relationships will be healthier because dad is the first person that they, the first male that they love. And he sets the bar on how they can expect to be treated later on. And I say to dad, set that bloody bar as high as you like. But if girls see dad speaking down to other women, they learn that they can be spoken down to. They they believe that's how they will be treated. And so when you say, what do girls get out of it? They get the world out of it. 
of course they need mum but there are some things that I learned that dads can deliver because the evidence shows that and I don't think we encourage that enough. That's Madonna King. She's the author of Fathers and Daughters, Being 14 and L Platers. Uh, prolific, wonderful uh, writer and so insightful. I love talking to Madonna. Uh, that was part of the Miss Connection Summit that you can find at happyfamilies.com.au. The Happy Families Summer Series, our podcast series right through summer continues tomorrow when Kylie joins me again in the Happy Families studio. Hey, I really hope you're enjoying your summer holidays. Can't wait to join you tomorrow for another podcast episode. Listener.